Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 23 of Intuitive Bites. Today I'm chatting with Jessica Rothley, who is a certified eating psychology coach who is specialized in health at every size and endocrinology. So she brings a special perspective to this conversation. What we're chatting about today is this idea that, you know, we can chase finding beauty in our body for a really long time, but in reality, we don't actually need to find every part of our body beautiful or really any part of our body beautiful in order to find acceptance in our body. Um, So we chat a lot about how, you know, we are inherently worthy and we don't, um, you know, we don't need beauty as a prerequisite to worthiness. Um, This conversation is absolute gold. Jessica is awesome. Um, So I think you guys are going to get a lot out of this conversation. I just posted yesterday um, asking on Instagram, you know, who's struggled with this idea in the past of, you know, feeling like you're a failure because you're not finding your body beautiful today. So you're kind of doing this whole body positive thing wrong. Um, And it was astounding to see the results and how many people answered that they absolutely have felt that way before. So for all of you guys who responded to that, this episode is for you. Um, I hope you get a lot out of it. A couple things before we get into my conversation with Jessica. I'm having an intuitive eating webinar tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you're listening to this live and you want to get in on that, you absolutely can. So send me over a message and I'll get you in for that tonight. Also, last couple days here, maybe a week or two left to register for my retreat in Costa Rica. Um, It's intuitive eating, yoga, living on purpose, living with intention. It's going to be life-changing stuff. So If you're interested, it's February 1st to the 8th, 2019. We're going in a few weeks. Um, Send me a message over. I can get you more details if you need them. You can also find details on my website. Um, Yeah. If you have a moment on this awesome Sunday in January to uh, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating on the podcast, that would be much appreciated. Obviously, the ratings make a difference in terms of you know, how many people end up seeing the podcast and listening to this message. So um, definitely super important. If you can leave a review too and, you know, just write a couple sentences about what you think of the podcast, that would be awesome as well. Um, But any time you can take is much appreciated. All right, that is all I have for you. Let's go listen to my conversation with Jessica. All right, Jess. So um, super excited to chat with you about this topic today. we're basically going to be talking about, you know, this concept of um, why you don't necessarily need to find all of your flaws, you know, beautiful to find acceptance. So really excited to hear your thoughts on this. But before we dive into that, why don't you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what brought you into the, the intuitive eating, you know, health at every size space? 
yeah, so um, hi, my name is Jess, Jessica Rothley, and I run Holy Healed, whole like a whole pie. And I am a certified eating psychology coach who specializes in functional endocrinology. And what that basically means is I help women recover um, physically and emotionally from years of chronic dieting, a past of disordered eating. Um, anyone who's really, they want to feel back home in their bodies because oftentimes when we've been restrictively dieting or we've had an eating disorder, or even we just, you know, quote unquote dabbled in dieting off and on for long periods of time, we have a lot of hormonal consequences to it, right? So our metabolism is a little bit confused. Oftentimes our sex hormones are down. And, and so you know, when I had my eating disorder um, and I was recovering, I found that there weren't a lot of professionals who could help me that knew about, that were able to help me with my emotional relationship with my body and food and also tie that into what was happening in my body because, you know, I lost my period and I was experiencing a lot of symptoms and I was going to a lot of different professionals that didn't really seem to segregate the care. And so I kind of had this moment where I realized how necessary it is that when you're dealing with the population of women who have been down that diet train or have, have a history of um, disordered eating, that you need to have segregated care because they really do build on each other. Um, and so that's kind of where a lot of my career then began because I got specific training and a little, you know, I kind of cherry picks from different fields so that I could kind of form um, a more nuanced way of approaching women's health. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. Just even as you're kind of introducing what you do, like I, I was thinking that to myself, I was like, wow, like there's really, at least from my perspective, there's not a whole lot of people who are um, doing what you're doing, which is so cool. And mm -hmm. I think that it, it is so needed. So I think that that's, that's so awesome. So how did you actually like come upon like intuitive eating health at every size? It was actually through the, through Instagram, if I'm going to be completely honest. So I started listening to, so I got into the field and I actually didn't have any social media until I started my business. So I was like ignorant as you know what, like I was just like, I knew nothing, you know, because it, it's so funny. I mean, we, we talk about social media as being very damaging often, but like there are so, there are so many resources, you know, like anti-diet and health at every size, I knew, you know, figuratively, like I knew the concept, but I didn't understand like there was a grassroots movement for body positivity. I didn't understand that there was like legitimate professionals who defined health at every size. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like there was so much more details and movements and so many people participating and I had no idea. And then it was kind of through finding other podcasts, reading more books and, and learning, oh, there's a name for what I feel like I've been searching for or trying to put together myself, right? Because I kind of feel like a lot of people discover health at every size and then they find all the science and then they kind of work that way. It's like, oh, I've discovered health at every size and now I'm like filling that foundation up. I kind of feel like I worked from the back end. Like I was learning all about women's health and the body and how, wow, restrictive dieting is very unhealthy for all these biological reasons. And wow, body fat's actually very protective. And I was like, I was like coming from the back end and learning all of these things and kind of looking around at other health professionals, like, why is no one talking about this? So when I found health at every size, when I found like, quote unquote, anti-diet health, it was like intuitive eating. I, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is the name and the organized movement for kind of what I've been searching for and trying to put in my own words. So that was really helpful for me. But yeah, social media was kind of the first introduction and then podcasts and books. And from there, it just like obviously grew, grew, grew. Yeah. And now it's like, you can find so many resources. I think when, if you kind of come into this space, but I think it's so interesting because I, you know, really didn't come upon this stuff until 
I don't know, a year and a half ago. And then it just like, like you said, like you go get into the podcasts and the books and the, all the social media, the different accounts and things that you can read. And like, you just can kind of immerse yourself in this, but it, it kind of like surprises me that I hadn't gotten to it, into it sooner, even mm-hmm. though, you know, I'm a registered dietitian. So like, I didn't hear about intuitive eating or health at every size once in, right. I have a master's in nutrition and also undergrad nutrition, didn't hear it once. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy to me, you know? It's crazy, but also not surprising. Yeah. Because that seems to be the common theme from other dietitians, from other people in the nutrition science field. It's like, why have we not heard of it? And that's kind of the whole point and why we're talking about it. Like, it is crazy, but also right. not surprising. I you know. know. I know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's, let's dive in because I feel like we could chat about this forever, but okay. So, um, so I was inspired to chat with you about this because you made a post a few weeks back, um, about, I I forget exactly actually what it said, but it was something, you know, along the lines of like, you don't have to think your body's beautiful to accept it or something Mm -hmm. like that. So I'd love for you to just kind of like speak to that concept. Like, why do you think that's so important that we make that, you know, distinguish? Yeah, I love that. Um, I've over the last six months become very passionate about talking more in depth and really explaining in real terms this idea of like, what is it even mean to accept your body and live in a very body neutral space? You know, because I think that it was really great when quote unquote body positivity became a little bit mainstream because everyone was like, oh, I should love my body and I should be confident in the body that I'm in. And when you look at it very quickly, that sounds like an amazing thing. But what happened was it really was just this kind of shallow like shell we were placing on a very dysfunctional system of beauty and beauty standards that was at place. And so what happened is it was all these women saying, you know what, like, I'm going to love my cellulite. Like, I'm not going to hate it anymore. I'm just going to love it. And I'm going to love the body that I'm in and this and that. And we still have terrible rates of self-esteem. We still have terrible rates of body image across the board for young girls. So obviously what we're doing and, you know, what we think is supposed to be where we're going isn't actually working. And, and I really believe that the problem is that we have kind of placed our previous obsession of unrealistic body standards to we're still talking about beauty. We're still talking about this obsession of beautifying something so that women who think that accepting your body is I need to think that it's beautiful no matter what size it's at and then I'll be accepting my body. You're really just placing beauty on the pedestal and you're kind of missing the point because having a positive body image is not thinking that you're beautiful and sexy 24-7. It's knowing that your worth isn't just found in the way you look at all actually and it's not found in your body and how it changes and what it looks like and all of these things. And so that I think is the big like puzzle piece that we're kind of missing. And so I, it was, it was a picture that I posted of my skin because I don't have perfect skin. I get breakouts all the time, hormones, lovely things. And I was like, a lot of people right now on Instagram are like, they'll, they'll post pictures of their body or their skin and they'll be like, this is beautiful. So I love it. And then end of story. And that's totally okay. If you do think that your stretch marks are sexy, that's amazing. But you don't have to beautify everything about yourself in order to say it's acceptable. I don't think that my acne is beautiful. I don't look in the mirror and go, "Mm, I love that. But I can look in the mirror and say, this is a part of being human. And I don't need to glamorize it. I don't need to put glitter on it to say that it's acceptable because it's just a part of being human and I'm going to move on with my life, you know? And I think that 
with women, like I want us to get away from the obsession with beauty and more towards like, we aren't just ornaments. We don't need to make everything pretty and glossy in order for it to be accepted by ourselves and the world. And as long as we're still trying to make everything pretty enough to be accepted, we're kind of missing the point. You know what I'm saying? Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm thinking so many things as you, as you're saying this, I saw something recently and it was like, um, something about, you know, like, Oh, you know, people say that women are so shallow for just like trying to be pretty basically. Mm. Like why does ever, why do women care so much about being pretty? And, and mm. actually like, it's not entirely, it's not our fault entirely. Right. Mm. Like we're in this system that's kind of been created and then we get the blame um, for wanting to be beautiful, but that's because we believe that that is our worth, right? Like that's kind of constructed. Um, it's not vain at all. If you you grow up thinking that your entire worth as a woman lies and how attractive you can be, it's not vain. It's survival. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Exactly. So yeah, I think taking the shame out of that is, is so important too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I've talked about this recently because I know that as we get into, you know, when you kind of breach into like body acceptance, you, you, you have to talk about, you know, equality and what we've been taught as women and a little bit into feminism. And you have to explore that because you realize, oh, it's so much deeper than not liking my body. Like this, there are mm-hmm. systems and narratives at place way larger than myself that have told me at a very young age that my worth is so small that it's demeaned into like what an ornament I can be for society. And that's a very large societal issue that has very little to do with your body and much more to do with a broken society at place. Um, and I have an issue with this idea of like, it's about the small thing. So people will say, well, if you're really an empowered woman, I should just post about this. If you're really an empowered woman, you won't wear makeup and you won't care about what you look like, or you won't show skin or you will show skin. And people miss the point because I feel like we're all like looking down, like on the ground, like our faces are like glued to the ground and we're finding these like specifics and we're like, Oh no, this is what it looks like to be an empowered woman. And this is what it looks like to accept your body. And the fact of the matter is that as long as you continue to put chains on what it looks like Mm -hmm. to accept your body and be an empowered woman, you're missing the point. You're just replacing what was old chains of unrealistic yeah. dinners with new zip ties of what a quote-unquote empowered women should look like. And you have to realize that what it really comes down to when you're talking about accepting your body and staying away from beautifying everything is that like you're a woman, you are a human being, and your worth is not founded in what your body looks like. And when that's your truth that you operate out of, all your decisions come from a place of freedom. So whether you want to wear makeup, you don't want to wear makeup, you want to wear two piece, one piece, it really doesn't matter. You're making decisions for you and not for what you think society wants you to do. Yeah. And honestly, like just to kind of simplify, because this is way my, the way my brain thinks, like it comes down to with decisions like that. It's like, am I doing this from a place of like fear or like feeling like, oh my God, if I don't wear makeup, then I'm going to be ugly and everyone's going to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or am I doing this from a place of love because I want to and this feels good and I like it, but I'm not scared and that's not, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Who are you doing it for? Yourself or for others or your, or people's perceptions of you? And I think that that's, that's really the question that when we're talking about like the first steps in body acceptance, you, you have to kind of unravel everything that you do and ask yourself that and really get honest with yourself. Why do you do the things that you do choose to, um, interact the way interact. I mean, I remember a lot of my journey was ironically having these moments where I was like, do I even like doing this? You know, like, do I really, and some of the things I did and some of the things are 
not at all. And I only did because I thought that it was what I was supposed to do as a quote unquote good woman in this society. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's interesting. And that kind of leads me into something I was going to ask you, which basically is just, you know, how do, you know, somebody that's listening, how do they, how do we start to accept ourselves outside of these beauty standards? Like where, where's the starting point with this? Mm, that's awesome. Um, this is a very common question and there's a few starting points I would encourage. One is to, no matter where you are in your journey, really, really detox um, the messages you're receiving as much as possible. I think it's really easy to be obsessed with beauty if you're only following people who are obsessed with beauty and like are constantly talking about weight loss or the way that they look or, um, kind of perpetuating that myth. And I want to encourage you, don't follow anyone who makes you feel like you need to look or be something else and follow women who encourage you and inspire you to be more than a body, you know, like engage in thought, engage in inspirational ideas. And, and I think that that kind of goes along with the next tip I have, which is to cultivate hobbies and passions that have nothing to do with the way your body looks, right? Because I think that a lot of women, at least in the generation I'm seeing, like health, quote unquote health, is like a hobby in of itself, right? Like people are like, oh, I just like love going to the gym. And I just like, I love like working on my body. And in reality, if we were to be completely honest with ourselves, like a lot of that is diet culture driven. And a lot of us have hobbies and likes and activities and even brain power that we exert that mostly revolve around trying to make our body look quote unquote better. And when you do that, you have no brain power to cultivate a person outside of that. So how are you going to focus on being a person that's not just a body if all you're thinking about and doing revolves around what your body looks like? Right. Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. And I think that's so so useful and so, so such a practical, I think, um, piece of advice. So I, I love that. And I'm kind of reflecting back on even just like little things like um, I used, and I'm not trying to say that this is necessarily good or bad, but I know personally for me, like I used to spend a lot more time like taking, you know, even I'm just thinking back to like middle school and stuff, like taking pictures of myself, like uh, in a million different angles and trying to make it look perfect. And like, yeah, literally like inactivity. Like I would do mm-hmm. for like a few yes. It's kind of funny looking back in retrospect, but like even that, it's like, that's something that I was putting my energy and time into that was like fully just like on, like, how can I make myself look a certain way for everyone else? And so they can pursue right. me, you know, exactly. which is interesting that you point that out. Cause you weren't doing it out of celebration for yourself because you liked yourself. Yeah. Like you were doing yeah. it for other people. And that's so important to recognize because yeah. it really is. I could be doing something that's the same as what you're doing, but our motivations could be completely different and that could not be a good choice for me. Right. And that's why I wanted to point out like, Hey, like you could totally be like cool with yourself and accepting of yourself and like also like taking pictures of yourself a lot and whatever, like there's nothing wrong with that, but where it was coming from inside of me. And I think that that's alone, like bringing that awareness to like where your motivation lies and in different activities um, could be super helpful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that that kind of plays along this idea of like, I want women to not be so obsessed with thinking that they're beautiful, not because I don't want them to think that they're beautiful, but because it's way more sustainable to view your body as this is not an ornament and it's acceptable no matter what, because I'm a human and it does human things. That's going to sustain your self-esteem way more throughout life because your body's going to change. It's going to grow. It's going to, there are going to be times when you feel like there's nothing beautiful about it, but imagine how much better it will be when you wake up one day and you're like, I don't think that this is beautiful, 
but my worth and how I feel about it won't change because that's not what gives it worth. And that is freedom, I think. Oh, yes, absolutely. And you know what, like, when it comes down to it, like, the our the society's viewpoint on, on what is beautiful even if we're kind of like slightly pushing the boundaries of that with you know some of this body positivity stuff like it's still narrow like mm. it's still young and it's still like we're mostly seeing images of you know certain types of, of women and certain types of people um and i think that the fact that like we're kind of breaking that mold with okay cellulite can be beautiful or oh acne can be beautiful like your body's still going to change in like super enormous other ways. And like, yes, it's not always going to fit into that. Even if we, you try yes. to push it, you know? Well, and this is the problem I have with like a lot of people are like, Oh, look like this is a win for us because yeah. there are plus size models like yeah. in a campaign. And I'm like, they literally have had like hours of hair and makeup and look, they look like they're, like they're models. Like, and that's, that's cool. And I do think that that's a win. You know, we have different sizes, but we're still like beautifying everything. Like I want to follow yes. and see someone who just looks like someone I'd see on the street, you know? You're so right. Yeah. I actually had the same thought. Cause there was that just over the past couple of days, there was like that Calvin Klein campaign or whatever. Right. And I had the same thought. I was like, it's such a mixed emotion because it's like, oh, it's better than like maybe just it's better, yeah. Women, but like, it's like we need so much more growth, right? Than that. So it's, exactly, it's exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely still stuck in the oh yeah, they can be included as long as we make them as like pretty and acceptable as possible, right? And that's kind of what I what I'm like. Okay, like maybe step one, but we've definitely got ways to go. And I don't want women to get caught in like, oh, we're finished because I'm following a plus size model, and like I, you know, feel like being bigger is okay. You know, that's not the point. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, Jess, I want to. Um, I like to at the end of these these episodes, kind of just ask you for whatever wisdom and advice you could shed to you know the people listening to this episode right now even though you already have done that <laughs> um, but what would be like your last piece of advice for somebody that feels like they're they're struggling with this concept hmm. um i think that my my biggest piece of advice was is to get very comfortable with being uncomfortable with the things that you've been taught with the things that you've thought um, I always say this, but one of the best things I did for my body image was actually go to therapy for my emotional problems, which like seemingly quote, like were unrelated. But in reality, you know, the way you view your body can be a mirror for the way that you see the world and the way that you show up as a human being. And if you're not willing to like ask yourself the hard questions to do the emotional growth and the emotional processing, um, it's, you're not going to experience like the fullness of freedom. And so it's so much more than talking about your body or healing your body image. It's not segregated to your body. It's about your life and it's about who, like how you view yourself as a human being. And that's what I think that people miss. Um, so that would be my, my suggestion or my piece of advice is like take a step back and look at the whole picture and be ready to get uncomfortable with yourself because it's going to be the best thing that you ever did. Oh, that's awesome. That's so helpful. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and let let everyone know where they can easily find you online. Yeah, so you can find me at holyheal.com or on Instagram at holyhealed. And remember, it's whole like a whole pie. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And I will link it below as well so people can find you. Thank you so much for sharing all of all the wisdom you have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to episode 23 of Intuitive Bites podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Um, I will be back next week with another episode for you guys. If you're interested in hearing more from Jessica Rothley and following her, um, you can find her on Instagram at Holy Healed, and I will link to that below so you can find her. Um, she also has, has a lot of other resources available, so you can find her from her Instagram. All right, guys, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend if you're listening to this live, and a good, good rest of your week as well. All right, talk to you soon. Bye.